26. Tell me, you who want to be under the law, are you not aware of what the law says? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman and the other by the free woman. His son by the slave woman was born according to the flesh, but his son by the free woman was born as a result of a divine promise. These things are being taken figuratively. The women represent two covenants. One covenant is from Mount Sinai and bears children who are to be slaves. This is Hagar. Now Hagar stands for Mount Sinai and Arabia and corresponds to the present city of Jerusalem because she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem that is above is free and she is our mother. The most important verse in today's section is the first one, verse 21. Paul is addressing in a different way those who want to find their worth and value in God's eyes according to their own actions. What follows is an illustration, or as another translation of Paul says, an allegory. A quick note about an allegory. It is meant to illustrate a topic for us. It should bring beauty, color, and clarity to it, but it isn't to be taken literally. This means that Hagar and Sarah's stories were not only in scripture for Paul to be able to use later. It may not even be the main point of it. It simply helps us better understand Paul's overarching point in this letter. In addition, we must be careful to try not to create a one-to-one relationship between everything in the story and what Paul is trying to describe here. There are places he does this to help this illustration stick, but we can over-spiritualize or over-apply an illustration. Back to the text. Paul makes a connection back to Genesis, again to illustrate his point of the worthlessness of living back under the law. He draws out the story of Sarah and Hagar. Abraham was promised to be the father of a nation. Sarah hopes to be the mother of this nation. But deep into her old age, her barrenness, she doubts this will be the case. She blessed this union between Hagar and Abraham, and yet one important factor was left unexplored by Sarah and Abraham. At no point did God command this, or even promise to bless this decision. It was a decision made apart from God, and as is later fulfilled, in contradiction to God's plan. Hagar's son Ishmael, then, represents the law here. That is, taking things into your own hands, trying to bring about what God wants by your efforts. In the context of the story, it makes perfect sense. There is no reason to think that a woman who hasn't been able to have children in her fertile years, along with being very old, has any shot to have a child to start this nation. It makes complete sense to try and produce this on their own. And yet, God is in the business of bringing about great surprises out of situations that seem hopeless, and Sarah will be just one more notch in the belt illustrating this. In some circles, Ishmael is thought to be a forerunner of the religion of Islam. I'll confess this isn't something I know much about, but the reason I bring it up here is because of the language in verses 25 and 26. It says that Hagar corresponds to the present city of Jerusalem, whereas Sarah corresponds to the Jerusalem that is above, referring to a heavenly Jerusalem. Jerusalem is God's holy city, yet Paul doesn't see the earthly Jerusalem as having any more value than the law which so easily condemns us. This means the dig at Hagar and Ishmael is not to some different religion, but towards God's chosen people, the Jews. The criticism here is towards those who would rather keep trying to earn their own way to God instead of coming under the easy yoke of Christ, to have a free mother as opposed to an enslaved one. Sarah represents a spiritual Jerusalem where there is no law but only promise and where all who live there are free. 
Further, Luther makes a couple of connections from Philippians and Ephesians to identify that the Jerusalem that is above is not a far-off place we wait to get to, but a present reality for us right now, brought about by Christ. Our citizenship is in heaven, right here, right now. We've been blessed in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Again, that is not something that will happen in the future, but something that has happened already because of Christ's work on our behalf. This illustration is trying to put meat and bones on the reality of the beauty of our freedom in the here and now. The old way of doing life, one of earning and effort, one of striving in our own strength and sweat, is one of slavery, and it was put to death on the cross. We now live under the banner that reads, It is finished. Your word of encouragement today is this. You are a citizen of the Jerusalem that is above, a city that is not subject to the sting of the law.